Hello everybody, Natalie coming to live, Spirit and Coffee. Of course I got my coffee with me and I just wanted to get on here. It's been a couple of months and really trying to understand where I want to head with Spirit and Coffee. What does it mean? What it's meant to me, the journey. I spent four years getting on Spirit and Coffee to really, and I feel almost like it was a trauma response um, and wasn't really aware of it until perhaps now. Now, alchemy itself, right, is the constant transformation. It's constantly changing. We're constantly redesigning, recreating, and any alchemist, you know, will shift and change as needed, um, especially now if you're talking about spiritual alchemy and, and how you change and move through life. And there are times when we reinvent ourselves. And, you know, in alchemy, they would call it, you know, the phoenix or the snake or these great transformative processes that we go through that we become something different, that the old part of ourselves still exists, but this new uprising starts to take shape and we don't even know what it is at the time or what what it's going to be or how it's going to look or what the shape of it will be and it's forming itself psychologically we could say that it's mentally something new right it's a new journey i would say in tarot we call it the fool right the fool's journey where the fool is just doesn't know they're on a journey it's on this new adventure we can call it the chapters of life where we're maybe writing a new chapter. And oftentimes it's a new volume where we're actually ended one book and we're creating a whole new book. And I think that that might be what's going on here. You know, I don't even know that I have followers anymore or people that would get on here, listen to spirit and coffee, all the people that once would get on um, all of my two followers. <laughs> that actually listened to what I had to say. I don't, you know, I don't really know what the impact was or even if I had an impact, um, but I had an impact on myself. And I think most podcasts are people who are, are airing things. It's really for the benefit of them. And I was sharing my journey, not really, you know, knowing where it was going to go, um, not really wanting it to take shape and, and was this really me giving back to humanity in some way and maybe my journey could provide a way for somebody else or at least an opening so they could find a way. And so here I am at this precipice of change, at this really big kind of um, transformation, which I don't know where it's gonna head, where it's gonna go, what I'm, you know, am I gonna continue with Spirit and Coffee? If so, what is the new um evolution of that what does that even look like how does it continue how do i give shape to it where what does it even mean um, do i want to continue having it as a podcast do i want to continue to share and i've gone really silent and and one thing that i did talk about as i did this live video um you know on instagram and i was talking kind of about these personalities we take on and i think that there's this layer of personality it's very surface level personality that we program ourselves to function in society i don't know that we truly get to the root of our personality until we've dealt with 
the egoic process of our personality, the, the parts of our personality that are really grounded in the familial programming, the societal programming, the cultural programming, all the programs that run that we then shape ourselves around in order to survive, in order to be liked, in order to be seen, in order to be worthy, in order to be enough, whatever it is. And somehow in all that madness, the true essence of who we are seems to get lost. And I'm speaking from personal experience, you know, this is kind of what I'm going through, where I had this need to be seen, need to be heard. And the need wasn't necessarily for people to like me, but more for my parents to see me and my parents to like me and my parents to want to be around me. It was a trauma response. And I put on these theatrics and what I'm calling, you know, these in extroverted theatrical trauma response or show is really what it was. And, and I put on this song and dance. Why? Well, because I wanted to be seen and heard by my parents, even though they were not showing up to the things that I was doing. And it was just wanting them to accept me, to think I was worthy, think I was enough, that I mattered. And, you know, I think this goes into the abandonment issues and all this stuff. But psychologically understanding myself, you know, if you look at all the sages and the gurus, I've talked about this prior, they all say that the answers are internal. They're within you. You have them in you, but you've got to be willing to look at it and you've had to have some awareness and you've got to be willing to go through your own demons and you've got to be honest with yourself. And there were points that I was doing spirit and coffee where I was, you know, is this ego? Is Where is this coming from? Well, ego is a tricky thing and it doesn't go away and it shouldn't. We need it. Um, that I think a lot of it was a trauma response and it was really operational in my ego's need to be heard and seen by my parents. The theatrical extroversion that I was and the reality is I'm not an extrovert, um, but many people in my life will tell you that they think I am. And I had this underlying understanding that I wasn't an extrovert, um, but I was pegged as one. And I think I did it so that, again, I could be liked, be seen, be heard. And that was where society placed value was on individuals who were the loudest, the most fun. You know, I was the, the one who was like the life of the party. And I had to drink alcohol and do drugs to play that character at one point. And um, I realized that wasn't me. And when I started tapping into my more authentic self, friends started to go away. Um, the same people said I wasn't as fun. They didn't want me around, all that kind of stuff. And that was fine because it's not me. Um, and, you know, it was just me trying to play a role to be accepted. The reality is, is I'm an introverted person and you know, I think this is hard for a lot of people who have known me from the past to wrap their mind around. But I started to look at it from another perspective. Um, and this is something that, you know, I'm sharing with you so that hopefully you can, yourself can look at later on and say, hey, you know, what is my personality without the programming or the input from society, my parents, you know, the familial programming, societal, cultural, 
political, economic, whatever it is, construct, right? And programming that you've been, that's sort of been placed upon you that you've sort of ascribed to and accepted and said, hey, that's who I am. But who are you? And so for me, when I was looking at it, I was looking at the the introversion and there were, there was signs of it um, that I didn't realize. And then I was trying to understand myself and the signs were uh, the feedback that I would receive from people, um, particularly my friends who are very extroverted and believed I was, and I just participated. Um, and they used to tell me, you know, you never invite me, you never call me, you never invite me places, you never. And I would tell them, you know, I get this feedback a lot. I'm sorry, I don't call you and invite you. I'm not really going, I don't go anywhere. Like that's the reality of it. I don't seek out events to go to. Um, I literally, <laughs> I I would be invited to events and I would show up. That's how it was. So I had a lot of extroverted friends. Um, I played that role because I, you know, friends again need to be heard and seen. And the more extroverted people I was with, the more I was seen and heard. And so I would hang around with these people. Hey, GP Mans, how are you? Um, and and that extroversion, right, was not really me, not really who I am. Um, I'm actually very introverted. And so going through this process um, of my my academics, right? I graduate with my master's in a year. So you guys have been with me since the since I started my master's, and now here I am. Um, one quarter and will be finished, had to really ask myself, who am I? And and internally without the noise, without the trauma. And in the program, we go through the trauma. You, you have to face it to find out the core essence of who you are, right? And it's ever changing for sure. But at my core, I am not an extrovert. I'm an introvert. And again, very hard for people to understand as I start to move towards that introversion, I became less animated and started to become quiet in silence. And I couldn't understand why I was like, is spirit and coffee over? Um, you know, is it, is it, am I ending it? You know, because I don't have this need to be seen or heard anymore because I'm over the tr trauma or not over the trauma, but I recognize it for what it is and I'm healing through it. Probably a better way to say it, that I'm, I'm healing through the trauma and that this theatrical thing that I was doing doesn't need to be done anymore. Now, it doesn't mean that what I was doing with Spirit and Coffee wasn't, um, was just a theatrics. It was true. It's, it's, it's actually an account of my life and what I went through and an account of how to apply alchemy to your life. However, the need to be heard and seen is no longer there because I, I figured it out for myself that this need to be seen and heard was really just a trauma response from my parents for them to be able to uh, um, appreciate me, be proud of me. Since then, I have addressed my parents. Now, I don't know if that's something that you guys are able to do. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, but I did tell my parents I don't want to curse their grave. I want to be able to address the issues that were coming up for me and my trauma. And this is alchemy in motion. This is applying the alchemic principles to your life, meaning that you have to face those things that are most uncomfortable. And there was a point where I didn't even believe my mother would um, ever talk to me again. I had to uh, come to the acceptance that perhaps 
she didn't love me or she didn't want me. And, you know, and that was a hard time because I'm like, am I going to hear from her ever again? Since then, of course I have, and, and it feels really good, but we were able to set boundaries. On the other spectrum, my father, who was a very um, abusive person mentally, um, I was able to have a conversation with him and explain to him why I cut him out of my life um, and tell him that I never had a voice, which is why I think I felt the need to do a podcast, right? So that I can explain and express myself when I wasn't able to in the past. More than ever, I wanted to express myself to my father. Um, I wanted him to see me. I wanted him to hear me. I wanted him to know. Um, and that never happened. I spent most of my life listening to my dad and being remaining silent. Why? Because anything that I would bring up would trigger some abuse in him. And then it would be in a, a toxic, abusive uh, conversation or I would be mentally abused. So I just sat in silence, right? Didn't say much. And try to, it's like where the crawdad sing. I don't know, GP man, if you've seen that movie, but that's kind of the relationship I felt I had with my dad. He was, I was the girl who kind of understood how to navigate my father so that I got the less um, amount of mental abuse from him. Um, and so, you know, he was physical maybe once or twice, but not mostly he was mentally abusive. And, you know, I, I, I tippy-toed around it. Um, and then so Spirit and Coffee, now that I come back to it, I was finally excited that at a platform that I can express myself to the world. But really, I wanted my parents to see me. I wanted them to be the ones to understand who I was. And I was explaining it to the masses as though they were just going to magically appear and hear what I had to say. And they were going to just be so proud of me. And the reality is my dad doesn't even understand how to use technology. He's never was going to show up. Um, my mother, um, she does every once in a while. Um, and, and she will engage here and there. But they're not part of this podcast. This wasn't, this was just a fulfilling a need for me to be seen and heard. So where am I at now? I don't know exactly where I'm at now. Um, I'm going to be writing a book. So I'm working on that. I'm working on writing more than I am um, communicating through through voice. So will Spirit and Coffee continue? I don't know yet. I don't know what it's going to morph into. Um, I don't know, you know, what value is it bringing to people? Um, could it continue? Um, perhaps. And could it morph into something else? Maybe. But I think with this podcast, what I want everybody to walk away with is that you understand who you are face those you know if you want to call them demons demons that are inside of you and start to understand who your what is your personality really who are you internally without all the noise and sometimes that means setting boundaries and cutting cords with people including your family which is not an easy thing, especially in, so I'm a Latina. It's not easy in a Latin family to just cut off your family. Um, everybody's involved in everybody's stuff. Everybody knows everybody's stuff. But I think it's important to have those boundaries so that you can clear the noise and truly find who you are. Um, in the journey, I have, I was moving from place to place to place to place. So that's something you'll find about my journey. 
I was all over the place, you know, I was moved to this place, to that place. And finally, I'm in my own space. And it being in my own space has provided me um, the ability to be with my own thoughts, be with my own self, be with my own understanding of things. There's no noise except for, for me in my head. And, and be able to have that time to process kind of the whirlwind crazy ride I've been on, um, you know, over life. And, and thinking about spirit and coffee, where, what does it mean? You know, I don't know, GP man, you could share, like, what it, what do you get out of a spirit and coffee? Have you gotten anything out of it? Has it supported you? You know, if so, you know, what is it? I think, you know, maybe the platform is more of an engagement than anything else. Like what, what do people get out of this? Right. Or what do they want to get out of it? Like, what are they seeking? to, you know, that brings them here because, you know, I had maybe a a small little following, but I, you know, I don't know that I ever really asked individuals like, Hey, what are you getting out of this? (laughs) You know, what are you learning? Are you learning good? You know, what do you want to hear? What are some of the pressing issues that are going on in your life? And I think people shared, but you know, excuse me, it was really a platform for me too communicate. <coughs> Sorry about that. To communicate, you know, and to let out the things that I had to say and and show people that there is another way and that transformation's possible because I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to throw myself into it and I'm willing to go through the process. I'm not afraid of it. I I, I enjoy the process. So <coughs> Sorry. What are some things that you think, um, like that you learned, <clears throat> GP man? I mean, what what did you learn in terms of the process? I know you've been around for a while, and I'd be interested to hear from other people that were part of it. Like, what what did they learn? What did they gain? What kept them coming? You know, to Spirit and Coffee. What was it about Spirit and Coffee that that made you tune in? You know. Um, you know, I think those are kind of questions and, you know, perhaps that's what I do. Maybe I'll just get on here and start asking for people to share because I want to hear from other people. You know, I think before prior, I was just trying to get this information out, right? Like as much as I could. And again, it was to fulfill a need of being heard and seen and for people to understand that there is this process, but mainly about human nature and spiritual, spiritually, uh, spiritually understanding. Okay. Yeah. And human nature. And that's, that's good. Human nature is in a very hard one. <laughs> um, and spiritual understanding is those are two very um, complex things, right? Human nature is like an interesting topic. And, and then how we relate to that spiritually um, just for people in general. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, maybe it's something that I'll continue to do and, and maybe not. I don't know what the evolution of spirit and coffee is going to be. I don't even know, you know, if people are still interested in, in joining spirit and coffee or continuing to hear from the, the dialogues and the narratives and stuff like that. Um, and me sharing, you know, information, um, and maybe it's a collaborative, right. Effort where people, 
can call in. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know where I stand with it yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I do know that it was super therapeutic for me to get on here today um, and 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 connect in and just be able to speak freely about what's going on um, with me and and all that. And I have a lot of things going on, a lot of really good things going on. Um, and my journey is going to lead, you know, eventually to PhD program and all that kind of stuff. But I've learned a lot in the process and I've learned a lot about myself. So for you um, as an individual, you know, or as individuals is really looking at your voice, you know, who are you really without the noise? And, you know, I think we can keep coming back to that question because we've been constructed by society and all that stuff. And I finally have allowed all that noise to sort of fall into the background. And I've given my voice the foreground and, and realized that, yeah, I'm not really don't have a need to be seen by the masses or heard by the masses um, that I, I typically want to, I want to do something that's worth worth it, something that will support others and make a difference in their life in some meaningful way. Um, and however that looks, I don't know how that looks at this point. I'm still, you know, <laughs> trying to figure it out. But it's a constant struggle and battle. And now not feeling the need I think every day it was exciting to get up and know that I was being heard by somebody, right? When really I was wanting to be heard by my parents. But I was like, wow, I finally get to be heard and seen. And now that I've healed that journey with my parents and they know and see who I am and I was able to communicate directly with them, all of a sudden the need to be on here was no longer there. And <clears throat> And the need to be seen by people was no longer there because I, I was able to face that through my parents. And then now dropping into who I am, <clears throat> I'm realizing that I'm actually really quite introverted and I enjoy, you know, my time and my thoughts and writing. And that's kind of where I've taken things, you know, so I don't know what that means is what I'm saying. And then I hope that, you know, um, you know, maybe I can get on here again and, and support, but you know, like you GP man, what do you want to hear about? Like, is there things you're interested in? Is there anything that you learned from here that you want more insight about more understanding around, um, you know, I mean, I'm at that point where it's like, well, what is it that people want and, and what, how, how do I serve? which is really what I wanted to do in the beginning. But without all that layers, right, and all, all the trauma, I can probably actually get to what I, human, human nature is really interesting to me. Yeah, it is. Even like, uh, <laughs> you mean human nature, like my human nature? <laughs> or the way I perceive human nature, or the way consciousness perceives human nature, <laughs> or just in general human nature. 
um, we are very interesting, right? We have this like weird, like, um, you know, your perspective specifically. Okay. And that's, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, my perspective is, I don't know if it's unique. Well, I guess everybody has a unique perspective, right? Because we all have our own unique, but I feel like um, my brain is pretty, I don't even know. It's an interesting place. But one thing I can say from from my own particular brain and personalities is that all of the um, voices in my head, right? We have all these voices and here's the deal if you know everybody has a voice in their head all of them and the cool thing about all the voices in my head is that they're all pretty they're nice none of them are mean or hateful or you know they're all wanting something positive or sort of optimistic personalities um that's not to say that I don't get upset, right, or pissed off, but it takes me a very long time. And so I don't have a lot of negative self-talk in my brain. Um, it, it's not usually the go-to for me. Um, the go-to more is about justice and, you know, and wanting to do things the right way, what is right. And by right, I mean without harm to others. And so that's what I mean, harm to others and to, to the world in general. So I don't have a voice in my head that's out to harm, um, you know, and I think understanding those perspectives, right, understanding the voices in your head helps you to navigate who you are as a person. And then if there is this, you know, voice in your head that's a little bit of a tyrant or a, a brat or a temper tantrum thing, then you can understand like, what is it calling forth and why? Why is it behaving that way? You know, is it a trauma response or trigger response from your past? And it could be. But when you know yourself, because again, this is by every guru, sage, you'll hear it, know thyself. When you can know you who you are and what's going on in your own self, you can navigate this world a lot better and you can reach those states of transpersonal states of being where you're tapping into this bigger kind of you call them the archetypes or energy fields or forces that kind of navigate us through the world but if you don't know that about yourself right then you become the victim of these particular archetypes um, and maybe not don't know how to navigate or use them. And then they kind of use you in a way. And, and it can be abusive to you or hurtful to you or harmful to you. Definitely don't want that. So, you know, I say to, to get to know yourself really, truly, deeply, fully, wholly, um, and, and be able to tap into that self-awareness, um, you know, because Without it, we can't navigate the waters we want. And also we can't shape the reality we want for ourselves. You know, we do have the power. I've said this in my other part. We have the power to create our own worldview and our own kind of life the way we want it. But we can't do that when we don't even understand what's happening in our own conversations in our head. And swarming around are these dialogues that we're not paying attention to. There, they could be different personality types, but we have to find some awareness around them. 
understand, give them voice, understand what they're wanting and, and what they need in order to heal. Um, and I think if we did that, you know, and that's, I mean, you could say clinically, I don't like using clinical terms like this person's schizo, this person's that. I think maybe the difference between someone um, who might have some of these clinical diagnoses is that they're not aware of it. Perhaps they just have no awareness around it. And, um, and, and so they can't navigate it. They don't know how to navigate it. It just kind of turns on and off and, and they don't even, they're not even aware that a different personality is taking over or that this or that, the other. Um, if you are aware of it and you are, and you are able to navigate between personalities, you know, then you can heal the parts of you that are harmful, you know, and I think some people don't, some people like taking on that role. I personally don't have a personality inside me that's, that's maleficent or ill intent. Um, you know, my personalities are all pretty cool. <laughs> I like jiving with them. They're pretty awesome, actually. Um, and, you know, but I've done a lot of healing around it, too. So, you know, I have the, the compassionate one that's like, it's going to be okay. Let's go. We can do this. You know, but I do have that bone of like justice and all that within me. Let's do what's right without harming others, you know. How many personalities do I have? Well, about a billion. Um, a few that I know of, you know, they're just, and everybody does. That's the thing we all do. We're not the same person in front of our parents that we are in front of our children. Or, you know, we take on these different roles. Um, and I would say that, you know, one of them is a justice, um, wants to stand up for what's right and do what's right by people. Um, and that's one. And then I have a comedian, one that I feel is funny. And, you know, I believe that that one is funny. I have a control one, you know, kind of the control freak one where, you know, so you have these different things that can, and a drill sergeant, I have a drill sergeant in my head. That one's been kind of quiet lately. I've had to pull, it's a he, I've had to pull him out <laughs> a few times to get things done, but I know how to utilize them. And I think that's the point is I know when they're necessary and I know when they need to just kind of, you know, back it up and stop. Like, okay, you're being a little, you know, I have to rationalize myself. Like, no, <laughs> this is not okay. Um, so understanding that. So I would say understanding your own psyche is what's important. And then how to navigate that psyche. And then once you're able to navigate, you can start to create your own reality. Um, you know, and if you have one in there, a personality in there that's very angry and maleficent and wants to get back and vengeful and all that, those are things that probably need to be healed because I think internally individuals are not necessarily built to be tyrants. I don't believe that. Now, I could be wrong and it could be that there are people who are supposed to play that role and that's who they are, um, you know like Adolf Hitler. I don't know. Maybe that was his personality and that's who he was. And he was never going to be something different. I don't know. I don't know what his life past story is. I wasn't him. I didn't live in his body. So, but, but, and if you know that you understand how other people um, are operating as well, you'll understand their intentions and you'll know if you want to participate with them or not. And you can just gladly say, I choose not to participate <laughs> in this. So, you know, 
understanding yourself um, at the end of the day. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm understanding who I am. Um, and so I was a extroverted, I was playing an extroverted person. Um, the reality is I'm not. And now that I have my own place, I'm always home and constantly reading and writing and doing the things that I love in silence. Um, and that's kind of nice. So, so what does that mean? It means, uh, who knows what's going to happen with spirit and coffee. Um, I'm still debating if I want to continue, but it's going to change into something else. So there you have it. All right. So have a great day. Um, thank you for tuning in. GP Man, I see you're gone, but have a good day. Blessings. Thank you for your insight. And I love you guys and I'll see you later. Bye-bye.